Welcome back to Chit Chat with Alley Cat. I'm your host, Alley Cat, and I'm here today with Upside Down Ghost. And we're going to be talking about spirituality, what that means to us, what it looks like, how we've tapped in, and how we continue to stay grounded and elevated in our lives. So, Ghost, can you share a little bit about... That rings. Um, can you share a little bit about how you find your spirituality like where you find your spirituality um i find my spirituality in um really just good deeds i find it in good deeds that i do to do for people um, being there for people being a good person but not for accolades or for recognition because it feels good Mm mm-hmm and I think when you know I, I tap in and I want to vibrate higher it's like this is my, my calling you know they said it's easier to do bad than it is to do good and doing bad or whatever path I was on previously when I was lower vibrating it was it was it was nothing it was just I just lived in it but once I start to make the changes and then tapping into the goodness and vibrating higher I start really understanding and receiving what is um, blessings in abundance and so just continuing to tap into that higher vibration on a more regular basis and starting to direct my life in a more purposeful and meaningful direction um it's just man it's, it's a bliss it's love and ashe yes ashe i feel like i've seen that like journey i see part of that journey um, and I feel really, really blessed to witness that. I, for y'all who don't know, <laughs> Ghost is a poet. He's, look, has apparel. He's an entrepreneur. He does all these things. If you want to know, just ask him. Um, but what I noticed about your poetry off top was that you tapped into mental health. You tapped into spirituality. You tapped into, like, just your life, your upbringing, like, your mistakes things that you probably like are acknowledging that most people wouldn't most people would just let them be in the you know in the cave in the in the dark um but i appreciated how you highlight things that are really tough that are not easy Mm. um and i remember specifically was that we were at an event and you shared oh god you shared a poem it was a piece that like had damn near everyone in the audience crying and I remember I think before that we were like oh we're gonna go up and we're gonna share pieces we haven't shared in a while and I was over there like (laughs) (laughs) okay um I wasn't prepared but I feel like for me like my spirituality comes in vulnerability like it Mm -hmm. comes in like how I'm able to just be myself and be honest with myself because I grew up religious. I grew mm-hmm. up really religious Baptist family. So spirituality and religion are not the same to me. Oh, I grew up Baptist too. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Man. Mm-hmm. Real, real, real strict. Um, yeah, because I would say like even with uh, my journey, but you know, a lot of men won't admit to embracing feminine energy. And once I really learned, it's like most do, oh, be feminine, you know, it's all masculine. But in order to create the balance mm-hmm. that you need to be a complete human being, you need to be able to embrace that feminine energy. And so that's what made me comfortable 
with being open about the things that have hurt me or the things that I'm going through with my life because I realize it's not my story, it's our story. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it takes somebody to be brave enough to tell that story. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to sit with that for a second. Because it's true, I I have felt really similarly um, within my own work, within my own writing. Like, okay, I'm going to share something that's vulnerable to me, but like I'm sharing it not just for myself, but because by sharing that, maybe someone else will say, ooh, maybe I need to check on how I take care of myself, or maybe I need to check on my mental health, or how I treat myself and my body. Um, And I feel like a lot of that has come from practices, different spiritual practices, whether like right now before we started the podcast, like Mm -hmm. I burned the sage, I like set up some crystals, I just like had a whole vibe. Those those type of things have gotten, you know, pretty commodified. We live in an age where people are selling spirituality mm-hmm. on every corner and on their Instagram. Yeah, it's the new, it's the new thing to do. It's the new, <laughs> new wave right now. <laughs> like it's a cool thing, but what I know is that we charge up these, you know, objects. We charge up these things with our energy. So when we're thinking, oh my god, I'm gonna go buy some rose quartz because someone said, you know, mm-hmm. like. Okay, so you have the rose quartz, but what intentions, what energy are you putting into that? Because I think that's really where that healing lies. And I say that as I'm looking at this big thing of rose quartz that I got yesterday. Um, But it just is one of those things that I feel like is so misunderstood. Like we ourselves like have lost a lot of like African spirituality just in the you know in Christianity mm-hmm. um but it's interesting especially for black people cuz we're such spiritual people mm-hmm. like we like are superstitious and we are you know we believe yeah, in certain like things the, that we don't ever know how to roots. explain uh, definitely the roots you got to watch out for those too but, but that's just how our upbringing as black people like you know when you got the old southern people oh don't don't sweep a broom over my feet yeah, you know, you know yep. but it's like, but that's yep. some type of spirit. Like when you, <laughs> <laughs> why do I really know that? You know, I mean, real talk. I mean, just like some people, grandmothers would be like, don't let they won't let you take their picture. Mm-hmm. So as you try to take their picture, no, no, you know. So yeah, because they're trying to keep their soul. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like so. But then, so it's funny how even under the guise of Christianity or you know being grown up Baptist, that these are these things that aren't mentioned anything in Christianity or something. So these are some spiritual things that you mm-hmm. firmly believe in that you take so you can't not just say that well this is the only way and anything aside from it is wrong or whatever right. yeah exactly and it, and it makes me always laugh with like recently like everyone talking about mercury retrograde mm-hmm. and so I notice a lot of people blame things on retrograde or like this happened and this mm-hmm. happened and oh, retrograde is the worst <laughs> and I'm just like yeah retrograde kind of sucks um, but it only like it only sucks in the way that you let it right. and so like for me I, I think about ways to like have a pivot so how can I come at it from a different angle mm-hmm. so instead of being like oh my god I was late for this because of this mm-hmm. I look at well what could I have done to like be more proactive about this mm-hmm. or like accountability that's what a lot of people yeah. are missing or just be a like you know like take it for what it is like you can only do what you can in a day Mm -hmm. so why are you going to create like this whole story or this like 
false villain, essentially, mm-hmm. that's like plotting against your life. And it was so funny today. It was like 11, 11 this morning. And I was like, the portal had opened. Yeah, the portal opened up. <laughs> the portal had opened, whatever. And so I was like, you know, in the, in the midst of checking out, like, what am I manifesting? <laughs> like, what is, I'm over here. I just like something on Instagram. Am I still manifesting? <laughs> I was thinking of something like, wait a minute, tell me what I'm supposed to be manifesting. So I'm yeah. perfectly trying to manifest something else, but my mind, like, I was like, well, at this exact time. Yeah, the portal's still open. Hold on, because I might change my mind. Yeah, what time it closed? See, that's what black people know. What time the portal closed? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Let me know when it closed. I'll be, I'll be there I mean, 10 minutes I'll, yeah, before. I'll get there right before, and I'll finally have, I think I'm going to have what I want to manifest by then. For real. And so I was sitting with that and I was getting like, oh man, this retrograde is messing up communication, doing all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? Like, I need to be more proactive in this. So how can I get the answers that I want or communicate the things that I want? And just by stepping into that, the day shifted. Mm. The day shifted. It was like a whole other energy throughout the day that I was like, oh wow, I got the answers I wanted. I figured out all these logistics that I didn't even realize that were going to be unlocked by tapping into this, like, yeah, this, like, I wouldn't even say, it's like creative energy. It's like this, it's like a whole, mm-hmm. whole space. So instead of going back to bed like I was about to do. Man, <laughs> look, the portal forced me down here. I got pulled over three times by the police. So it just, whatever mm-hmm. I was trying to do, it just, I clearly saw that the universe was, it's not for you. So I don't ignore messages. Like, first time, like, all right, yeah, it could happen. The second time was like, wait a minute. Something want me to go home or they don't want me to be out here. So let me just follow what's coming in. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, it's, it's real. When you follow the intuition or you follow your heart or you follow the signs that the universe shows you, I just don't deny it anymore. Sometimes, like, you know, I got pulled over. I'm going to be about 15 minutes late. And then you start to develop that anxiety. And like I said, then it's those self-created monsters inside of you, mm-hmm. that anxiety. And it's like, okay, now I'm anxiety. Now, now I'm yelling. Now I'm getting mad. Now I'm getting frustrated. And it's like, you know, sometimes I feel that anxiety. I tell her, just stop. And then slowly go into one thing at a time. Like, it helps. Mm-hmm. Like, it helps. Yeah, and so I, I feel like I want to know more about your your writing and your spirituality, like where that came in. So Ghost has a piece, or he talks about the number thirteen, mm-hmm. and your birthday is coming up, yes, and yes, yes. he's you know born on the thirteenth, the Scorpios, y'all. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 and all to my tarot card readers, you know the death card is number thirteen. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, just I want to hear a little bit about how you really like brought that spirituality into that piece and how um, important it was for you to have that. Um, like, before I was even familiar with spirituality, there's this movie called 23 with Jim Carrey. So, I watched it and I was like, wow, you know, I was just intrigued by the numbers. I was always good at math. So, I was like, wow. So I start kind of looking like, well, what number? 13 has always been my favorite number because it's like, you know, your birthday's on Friday the 13th. Kids laughing at you at school. Ugh, the monster. Ah. I'm like, well, I'm going to like it. But then after that, I start digging in and I got scared at first because I start finding these 13s like, oh, wait a minute. I don't know what I'm tapping into. So I left it alone. And then um, 
had a girlfriend and of course she was in spirituality so then when she started sharing i was like so i got a little more comfortable going past where i went and then i started looking at it as her sharing with me like things throughout my life path number and uh being a master number 11 along with it like wow like this is powerful and this is like it's kind of confirming some of the feelings that i've always had so i went to dig deeper and just as i dug deeper it it told the story that i wanted to tell about how really 13 really affected my life so it's got the influences of the spirituality in there and, it, and it's true like i don't deny it so no matter what religion you come from or it's not to say you know anyone is other thing but with the numerology involved in it like and it was a very personal one especially talking about my son um you know i'm a single father so you know it talks about the battle of going back and forth to court you know, and taking custody of my son from his mother and not realizing that, you know, young, I'm going to take my son. But then at that point, like I died, that was the the death of who I used to be. And then from that point on, I was a father responsible for a six year old boy, me, a single dude, you know, I'm in my twenties, like, what am I going to do? You know, so just now that just immediate transition, like, so you know, and then talked about my ex-girlfriend as well in the poem. So, matter of fact, I'll be doing it on Wednesday, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but it really talks about, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, like I always said, anything in relationships, sometimes people are meant to come into your life as a lesson. So, mm-hmm. I always said, regardless of the situation, if it worked out between me and her or not, the lesson wouldn't be lost in translation. And so, yeah, it talks about that, though. But it was very important I, I told it. So... Mm. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing it. I feel like it's one of my favorite pieces that you do. Um, And it just, it brings in a new narrative, right? Like you were just saying right now about being a single father. Like there's this narrative that like dads aren't shit right now. Mm. And it's not fair. People have their own experiences of, you know, with their fathers and like that's their own experiences. But I think you're bringing in a new narrative of people who are like, really advocate like you're advocating for your son you know at the end of the day you're like i want him to have a better life than i did so how can i facilitate that yeah i mean like i mean i look at it as just like a bunch of single fathers out here now it's like for you to grow up and experience that why would you want that for your own children Mm -hmm. when you have the power and the ability regardless of the relationship you have with their mother you know, but I've noticed nowadays it's kind of more common to where you hear about single fathers. Mm. So to give credit to black men, black men are stepping up. I've, you know, I've met quite a few. It's like, man, I'm a single father too. Like, mm-hmm. I was a decision, and it's never something you do for for credit. Like, yeah, I'm a single dad. It's more right. or less like the other parent can't do it. Then it's my job to do it. You know, I don't need any accolades. I don't need anything. Oh, you doing it? Nah, this is my job. So that's kind of what brought in the feminine energy as well it's like i'm like a baby mama <laughs> i joke with people i'm a baby mama and i'm like i have all the the feelings and the emotions of coming home from work and i gotta check homework i gotta make sure you get in the bathtub i gotta cook i gotta clean i don't know why you gotta clean your house every day with a kid but damn you gotta clean your house every day like i just cleaned it yesterday and then by the time it's me time it's 9 30 10 o'clock i'm tired you know i'm sacrificed i got enough money for one dinner well, he could have the dinner. I'm just, you know, get to work early. You know what I'm saying? I might have, you know, one of those two two soups. They said one soup, I'm going to have two soups or whatever. But, you know, whatever you got to do to sacrifice and raise your kid, uh, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And you hope that, you know, in the long run, it 
you know, it pans out and, you know, they love you for it. So, he's old now, though. You better love me. Man, the nice, what's up? <laughs> what's up, you know? I, I love it, though. I love it. I wouldn't change everything in the world. Because uh, that's what I think about it. Like, and I will share with you, I've never told anybody this. Like, when I first knew that the mom was pregnant with him, you know, I was a young dude. So like, I'm going to get my son. I'm going to get my son. I'm going to raise my son myself. And I wanted it so bad. It was like, yeah, I would love to raise my son. Like, I don't know how I would do it, but, man, I would do it. And, you know, look how the universe panned it. I mean, I like how it happened, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. For real. So you were speaking it. You were speaking it before it happened. Yeah, but it wasn't like, you know, like I was praying for it. It was just, you know, it was something that was deep inside of me that I, like, I wanted to do it. Like, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, man, like, I knew I would be the best thing for him. Like, yeah, I would be a good dad, and I would do all this, and, yeah, just a secret desire because of, like, my father, um, like, in the other poem, I talk about my dad. Like, he lived out of state, so it was, you know, you don't really get to see him, you don't get to grow up, and then when you're going through your situations in the streets, you know, you need that man figure, you know, my mom, multiple boy- boyfriends and different things around the house, but being a kid, not really understanding it, but being the older kid, mm. you know, you kind of like, you know, you're privy to see things that, mm-hmm. you know, your younger siblings may not see and things start to make sense to you, but they still don't make sense to you. So, you know, just having that, like, yeah, my dad's around, but he ain't, he can't really do nothing. He can yell on the phone, but psh, that don't mean nothing. You know, I'm, I got a little hair on my lip. You know, I got a little hair on my chin. I'm, I'm a little young man out here, so... <laughs> <laughs> So, you know what I'm saying? So, but just, you know, going through all that was just like, man, like I would just be so much and for it to happen, like, man, I always say I'm truly blessed for that. Mm. Truly. Yeah, that's so interesting. I feel like people underestimate manifestation. They Mm. underestimate the power of words, the power of spoken words, the power of written words. Um, and that's only because we've like really been taught to, we've been conditioned to mm-hmm. believe that um, that you should undermine what you say and you should question it and you should you know like there's all these things to minimize what you're saying so then when you're like one day I want to do this you're quiet and you're unsure mm-hmm. and then it won't happen because you didn't declare it you didn't tell the universe the universe couldn't hear you right yeah. So, like, what you said about it being deep in you, like, it was a deep thing you wanted. Like, it's so funny to me because, like, I feel like there's so many things like that, right? Where mm-hmm. you're like, one day I'm going to do this and this is going to happen. It's like, I'm going to oh. make these things come mm-hmm. into fruition. And I always told myself, I was like, you know what? Like, one day I'm going to live in Oakland. I'm going to have a community of poets and <laughs> yoga instructors and all these people. Like, I'm just going to know all these yogis. I'm going to know all these people. Mm-hmm. And that community did not exist at the time that I was talking about it. I was like, no, like, I'm going to be with a bunch of artists and creators. And, like, I just kept talking about it. People were like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever you get there, have fun. And now I'm here, and it makes me laugh because I was always saying it. I was always like, I'm going to live in this area, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to go to school. I'm like, I don't know why I tried to add so much shit on my plate. I do that. But... I still put it out there. And I was like, this is what's going to happen. And this is when it's going to happen. And so I wrote it down. I talked about it. I didn't stop talking about it. And I feel like a lot of people, they'll talk about it once. 
it doesn't work out the first time and they give up. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder for you, like, has there been any moment where you tried something, it didn't work out the way you wanted to, and, like, what did your recalibration look like from that? Mm. Well, I mean, plenty of things in life, but when you talk about manifestation and not working out now, I'm going to tell you, when I very first started about a year ago, when I came to Leech, I was nervous. I was like, all right, I'm going to just come and do it. And I tanked so bad. Oh, my forms were so terrible. And I wanted to prove everybody wrong. <laughs> I did. When I went home, I was so upset. And I was like, man, I know I'm so much better than this. So that's when I went to manifest like I'm going to go. And, I'm, and I was like, you know what? Because I felt so comfortable in the space. I was like, you know what? One day, I'm going to feature here. I'm, gonna feature. I'm not going to ask. I'm like, I'm not going to ask. I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to put in the necessary work. And just when it comes, like, I'm just not going to. So just coming in, just trying. Like, man, I need to give my best performance. Just searing. Like, man. And then when it happened, it was like, like, wow, for real. Like, man, like, it really happened. Like, well, and my partner would always say, like, man, you did say that. When you started, he's like, you used to always say that. I was like, yeah. He was like, why don't you just ask Tiffany? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, it defeats the purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it defeats the purpose if I ask you. Well, I should tell somebody to tell her. Like, no. No, when I feel, when they feel I reached that particular point or they feel I can bring that, they will reach out and then that's when it'll be, it's not going to be when I want it to, mm-hmm. the universe will, you know, it'll be on time and, you know what I'm saying, and then when it happened, it was like, wow, I know, like, wow, this is, this is really real and that was, and when you talk about a shift, that was a big shift hmm. because I had never fully believed and put so much faith into something and wanted something so bad mm-hmm. so it's like you know like I said people think about it once and then they give up it was mm-hmm. something that yo like I said I tanked the first one then I, I went out and oh man I man super tanked one at New Parkway like wow <laughs> like, like for real like yeah I really I threw the phone I don't know what I was like I just tanked it the went phone? To, man I was just it was just a bad performance I mean you can't but really then you threw your phone yeah Look, it's a couch. It's a, it's a new parkway. It's a couch. It was going to be all right. But, you know, you can't really go out there and be like, I'm going to kill every performance and I'm the man. Because as soon as you start to develop an ego or think you better than what you are, mm-hmm. that's your downfall. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always humble, looking for ways to improve. And, you know, I was just pushing and it just, it just gets bad. And I was like, this is really for me. I remember one time I was like, I could quit. I was like, I could just quit right now. You know, I could just say, I'm not doing it anymore. They'll probably, after a couple of weeks, hey, have you ever seen them? After that, they wouldn't even know. It was like, man, I was just like, no, but this is something you set forth to. And like I said, putting that commitment and that level of deep commitment and belief, like I'm going to keep pushing regardless. I don't care if I have a bad performance. Mm-hmm. I perform where the whole audience is talking. It's like, they can barely even hear me. So do I just stop and just be like, whatever? But no, as a performer, just keep on. It's just, you know, just keep on and keep grinding. And man, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful because I'm still in it. I'm still in it. So that's why I'm talking like I'm still in it. You know, so, man, I can just continue to, if I'm on the right path, it feels like I'm on the right path. Like it finally, out of everything I went through, I think the universe, maybe I wasn't ready for it or it just wasn't aligned in my life path at that point. But, you know, we're here. Yeah. Maybe we're here. I feel like everything happens, and I have, maybe people say this sometimes, but everything does happen for a reason. Like I think there's a distinct purpose for each event each person that comes to your life every interaction whether it's 
a lesson or a blessing. I feel like mm-hmm. there is so much that happened to just you, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's it happens for your higher learning, for your benefit. And it's so funny because a lot of people, they get caught up in comparing mm-hmm. of, well... If she does yoga every day and she buys these crystals and she mm-hmm. does this thing and this happens for her, mm-hmm. can I do the same thing and it'll happen mm-hmm. for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it makes me laugh because those are, they're like band-aids, right? Like it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to just throw some, you know, throw some Florida water on it <laughs> yeah. and it's fine. And that's not true because like I have gone through experiences of like tremendous grief that... I wouldn't put on anybody. Right. And the lessons that I've learned from that grief were my own. Mm-hmm. So when people, it, it makes me laugh. People try to compare. Well, this is what her journey is. And it looks like everything's mm-hmm. happening so fast mm-hmm. for her. You don't mm-hmm. know how much work I had to put in for this. You don't know mm-hmm. how long I've been battling all of these things, right? So when you said that right now about just like, you know, the path wasn't aligned or it wasn't time. I think it's one of those situations where it had to unfold. It had to really bloom. You had to take that time to like blossom in some way. And the blossoming doesn't happen overnight. And it, like, depending on how you define success, that doesn't happen overnight yeah, either. Nah, you gotta, I tell my partner every time you get out of it what you put into it. So you can just think like, you know, I don't. I, I wish I could just be like, you know what? I'm performing over here, and a thousand people show up. Like, ah, no, no. You know, that's start. I mean, like I said, you start like no one knows you, so it's not like you're gonna go and do one performance and they'll be like, oh, we about to follow him. And next, I left Legion. Next thing you know, I got three hundred extra followers. Like, no, you may get one follower. You may get somebody to say, oh, I remember him. I think I'm gonna even lie. It took me probably four poems before Tiffany even knew my name. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's like people, you know, and then somebody said something like, I used to go sit at the bar, be with the corner at the bar, sign the list, introvert. <laughs> sit over there, be real cool in the corner. <laughs> you just be sitting over in the corner, like, you know, because I hear everybody, the tribe, gang, hang in the tribe. I'm like, well, I'm not part of the tribe. But you, know, <laughs> but, you know, it's like I said, you I'm are just, <laughs> a tribe gang, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it's like, but, you know, I signed there and it was just like, I think, you know, like I said, I even told it when I did my feature, it was uh, Shahida. She came up like, bro, are you performing tonight? I was like, yeah. She was like, you go crazy. And I was like, somebody knows me. <laughs> and, you know, saying from there, so you just kind of like, you know, those little affirmations along the path. And she may have just said it just, you know, okay, cool. And just in passing, you know, just to be polite or whatever. But mm-hmm. it was imperative to me it's something i'll never forget and that's crazy it's something that's why i did i introduced in my intro when i did at the feature she was there i i, I told that story like she like no she is part of this is she is part of the reason of this poem like this these other situations so man it's good but i love this manifestation yeah i'm like i feel like with manifestation there's a lot of misconception which i kind of talked about but I also feel like no one talks about the amount of work mm. <laughs> involved <laughs> after you manifest, yeah. after you get what you're trying to, you know, get or go where you're trying to go. No one talks about the 
the trials and tribulations. Like once you get there, like that's not it. That's, that's not just it. the beginning. That's the beginning of the hill. <laughs> yeah, when you thought you made it, like that's like the prequel of the book. Like you know, you read, you're like, oh man, <laughs> starting. You're like, wait, I didn't know that, that was that attitude here. Yep. And what are you gonna do? That's when the real work happens. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm I want to bring in is like what tip or advice or a word takeaway would you give people for once you get there once you get where you're trying to be what would you recommend folks do or say or resonate on um i mean once you get to where you think you want to be just understand that you know i said that's when the real work begins because it's not about obtaining it's about maintaining anybody could get it but can you keep it? So you always have to do is whatever you did to get it, you're going to have to work two to three times as hard to keep it. Because most of the time, say if you're starting a business or you're starting something, you'll always have your immediate friends and your immediate family support. So that's okay. But you can't bank your business off of that support. It's like, okay, you're not family. Is. Now look here, Ali. <laughs> look, I bought your crystals. I bought your juice. I bought a couple of earrings now. <laughs> you know, so, so it's like, so you have to go out and, you know, you really have to expand. And um, I'm just saying, like, man, it's just a lot of sacrifice. If you put in eight hours a day at work, it's going to be at least six hours of work for anything that you're trying to obtain on the side. And if you're trying to break away from the traditional working and wanting to work for yourself and really create your own legacy and generational wealth, 12 hours a day, you know, get ready. But it's, it can happen. It's obtainable. So, you know, get ready. We hear the good thing about it is that there is a community of people that are out here thinking the same way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're all out here willing to work with each other. You know, I know Allie from just performing, but just, you know, coming to do her podcast. It's like this is a community and it's nothing. She could always reach out to me if she ever needed me. I'm pretty sure I can reach out to her. But mm-hmm. these there are people in this community that are waiting for you that are willing to help and sacrifice and are just as hungry as you. So don't be scared, um, you know, tap in, you know, and once you really take that leap of faith and you step into it, you'll find out that, you know, you have friends. Definitely. I appreciate that. That really, whew, that's that with me. I, um, what would my advice be? It would be to be compassionate with yourself. I feel like, Personally, I'm really hard on myself and I want to get things done when I want them done. Um, and then, like, part of that is like this negative self talk mm-hmm. where I'll say, Well, no one's going to want to do this or no one really cares about that. Like, um, an example this past like week or two ago, I put out a list of like podcast wish lists. Mm-hmm. And I was just like putting people like that I know I've already talked to and then people that like who are like, I would love to have them on my podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nobody's about to respond to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no one's so going to respond. You're self-sabotage. And so, yeah, that's what I'm working on. Like, and it's, it's a growth journey for me, and I just want to be able to be honest about that. But I was surprised at all of the responses that I got. And who was like, for sure, hit me up. Someone was like, I'll bring snacks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, I need to... For me, I need to move into action. So I guess I would say like compassion and action because mm-hmm. a lot of anxiety will hold you back. Mm-hmm. But how do you move past that anxiety into where you're trying to be? And then how do you continue, like you said, to grind and level up and rest? 
Like, take care of yourself. Well, your self-care and self-love is very important. You know? When you're on this journey, don't ever let your journey supersede your health or rest. It's okay. When they say grind all day, all night, and they try to make it seem like that, no. Mm-hmm. That's toxic. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Get you some rest. But it's time management. Just proper time management. Good communication if you have a partner in business. And, you know, you can get those times to rest. But, you know, just... Be purposeful and purposeful in your intent with what you're trying to do. Stay dedicated and it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I th- mm-hmm. think just to piggyback off what you said about community, I think community is the last component. And it's also mm-hmm. the first component. of It's like a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Like you are supported mm-hmm. in the beginning and in the end and in the middle. And you, mm-hmm. like you're you're held people Mm -hmm. got you but it's a matter of you reaching out to those people and you tapping into that um i feel like we talked about manifestation i love it Mm -hmm. thank you so much for coming on today um looking like i'm just like excited for everyone to hear this they're gonna like like Yes. we just gave y'all some (laughs) words about to stop at 3311 and Yes, wishing you all the best, 11-11. All right, upside down, God.